welcome to the third annual The Center Cut Golden Gorilla Penis Award Show. Three seasons in, and they're still pretending this is a real award show. Hmm. Without further ado, please welcome your honorable host for this highly anticipated event, Michael and Dave. Putting the hoe in host, I am Michael. And I am Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for the third one of these damn things. The third ones. This is the third time I've had to break out my tux in ever. <laughs> in ever. So there it is. If it's your first one, welcome. If you're a grizzled veteran, you know what's in store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Similar to the first two seasons, we have 12 categories to comb through, and we both have a big old golden gorilla penis to hand out for each one. Honestly, the most coveted award in all of show business. Golden Globes can kiss my ass. Sprinkled throughout, we'll have some stats to truly tell the story that was season three of the center cut. So buckle up, babies. We gonna ride, 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 ride. If that's not a country song on the radio right now, Tennessee Whiteys, what are you doing? Don't know what it is that was. I don't know what that Cranking out hits over here. You think that should be a country song? Just ride, 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 ride. Yeah. Is that where the rides end or they just keep going? It's just like ride, 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 ride. More reverb with each ride. Ride, 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 ride. (laughs) Just like that. Mm -hmm. But we've got a lot of work to do here, David. So let's start celebrating this extraordinary third season. Most hard in the trousers. This kind of seemed like an obvious answer for me. Mm. It's for sure Kate Sharma from season two of Bridgerton. She was so attractive. Okay. So attractive. And in that show, I don't think we saw anything, if I remember correctly. She was never nude. We saw her bum. Did we see her bum? In the finale. I don't remember seeing her bum. I'm fairly confident. I'm going to have to go back and watch that episode again, I guess. Man, she's just so attractive. And honestly, back then, they were just wearing a ton of clothes all the time. She's still, still super hot. I'll say that I was hard next to zero times this season. Which I've talked about in the past. That's a good thing. I'm not watching this stuff to blow my load. So I don't want to get a boner while I have pants on in the living room with a notebook in one hand taking notes. No, thanks. That's the only way that I get hard on. So (laughs) fair. Uh, That being said, I felt a slight tingle down there when Dominant Daddy stuck his thumb in Jewel's mouth in Euphoria. There's just something about putting a thing that doesn't belong in an orifice that just shoots blood to my peen. But that's not what takes the first award. No, no, please, no, please, please, no. This first Golden Gorilla Penis goes to the Roger and Brie lovemaking scene in the Outlander season five opener. It's not even that good. It's not even that good. But Brie had a solid bum. And even though I almost never do it, Missionary, Brie's hooked feet around Roger's lame ass. Mm, Give me some of that. (laughs) Give me some of that. Most importantly, it just reminded me that this is why middle-aged white women love Outlander. It's the sex featuring a foreign man that isn't their boring husband. It's the reason that Fifty Shades of Grey is a thing. Exactly. And if I broke the rule and it's just supposed to be a person that makes me hard, then I'll give it to the two Bridgerton sisters, Kate and Edwina. Okay. See, we're both on the same page. Yep. For sure. So let's talk some stats for season three. I want to hear them. We hit 77 countries. 77 different countries in season three. Wow. Top five were US, India, Canada, UK, and Australia. Four of the same from last year, except Australia came in and France left. Screw you, French. See you, France. We hit 49 states again, still just missing North Dakota. We've put this call to action out before, but someone needs to go download an episode in North Dakota. Please. Please. Please, please, please. please. And uh, there was a shakeup in the top five states this season. 
Massachusetts is still our number one, obviously, but the rest of the five now in order are Virginia, Oregon, California, and New Hampshire. Big V wow. moving into second in Oregon, knocking the New Yorkers out of there. Love to see it. A big V. Don't know why we have a presence in Virginia, but I'm cool with it. Biggest surprise. David, my biggest surprise is that Entenmann's has not sponsored the show yet. We have yelled it from the top of a damn mountaintop. We've Mm -hmm. harassed their social media. Mm -hmm. What's a couple of extra chubby guys got to do to get love from a family-run pastry company, huh? I know. You feel like we would be their number one demographic. Right? What, do we got to dedicate an award to you? Fine. Done. Moving forward, the category is now just Entenmann's biggest surprise. Give me that Danish money. (laughs) That's the category from here on out. Every year now, it's Entenmann's uh, Biggest Surprise. We're just going to make this the Entenmann's Gorilla Penis Award Show. <laughs> the Golden Gorilla Entenmann's. <laughs> the Golden Gorilla Penis Award Show presented by Entenmann's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good one because what are they doing? Yeah. I think here's the thing is that if they sponsored us, just the money they would get from us being so excited and buying additional Entenmann's because we're talking about it all the time would be enough to make up the difference. Yep. My biggest surprise for this year was all of the shit that went down in the middle of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. (laughs) Do you remember this? Like, Yeah. We watched this movie, and the beginning and end had literally zero plot. Nothing. Like, just none at all. And then we find out that Stacy, the introduced prude of the movie, is slutting it up she got pregnant had an abortion in the middle (laughs) judge reinhold's the one who drove her there or whatever like some shit went down and then the end is just like graduation it's just like what is what happened in the middle of this damn movie yeah i agree that was that was definitely a wild one the middle did not line up with the ends for sure yeah, and our, our next down, I think we're going to talk about which episode had the most questions. We had some some honorable mentions here, some some runners up, so to speak. We had uh, Outlander season four, Outer Range, and Ted Lasso were all over forty questions apiece, and that's season two of Ted Lasso. But taking home the win is Ted Lasso season one. We got sixty one questions in that Woo! episode. Wow. Biggest letdown. My biggest letdown this year was easily the fact that Michael is considered 1% hotter than me based on the golden ratio. (laughs) We used it for determining hotness in in both our center chats involving is Jason Sudeikis hot and is Hillary Swank hot. And yeah, I was even seven and Michael was a 7.1 and my life has never been the same. (laughs) Maybe it's just fresh in my mind. But I am so disappointed in how lanky Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas is. <laughs> it defies logic. It shakes up everything I thought I knew about Hot Topic merch. And it just makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Nobody should be that tall and thin. Nobody. Yeah, definitely throughout that episode in particular, you absolutely voiced numerous times that you were just really creeped out by his lankiness. Yeah, and, and hey, I get it. People have different body shapes. Not everybody is an average height, high BMI Italian-American man. But good Lord, please be a little bit more regular for the inevitable sequel, Jack. Please. When people form an upside-down triangle, and he just kind of got wider as he went up, and it it was very off-putting. <laughs> you hear that, bodybuilders? Don't forget leg day. <laughs> All right, our next stat here is one that I hold dear to my heart, and it's our guest quiz scores. Oh, boy. So we had 13 episodes with guests. Wow. And each of those is kind of nice because we can find out who wins or loses. 
Michael, you won five of them. Ugh. I won six of them. Oh, okay. Tyler from the Inner Idiot won one. <laughs> and I told him that in this episode, I would have to say that he won one episode. It's true. I mean, he we put him in charge. That's that's on us, guys. Yep. That one's on us. And we had we had two ties. So that's 14 then. One of which was Aquamarine and the other being Leon the Professional. I honestly think that I should be allowed to take the win for Aquamarine because you made a bad tide like the tides of the sea joke about us being tied and <laughs> that should go to me personally okay. i think okay. as soon as you made that joke i should get those points but either way i win and you lose i was worried because towards the end of the season here you really stepped up your game but i uh, i came out of the gate swinging so you just didn't have enough time to catch up well there's always next year dave best penis shown all right so our options for best penis shown this year Many, many old men from Hereditary and Dominant Daddy's rock hard jewel smasher from Euphoria. <laughs> and I promise I'll never call it that again. Again, guys, this one's on us. We apparently didn't have a lot of penises this season, which is kind of surprising because it's one of our staples. So I, I mean, I've, I've told Michael this, but I think next season we really need to get back to our roots <laughs> and get some penises up in here. Hmm. Yeah, only two pieces of media with PPs, the least so far. But I, I will say, though, if we go by sheer volume of penises we saw, it may take the cake, the urinal cake. There were just so many goddamn penises in Hereditary. Hereditary had a lot of dicks. That being said, this was tough. No, it's not. You fucking apparently love the Jewel Smasher. You've <laughs> talked about him already. His finger is sticking his thumb down her throat, which was literally disgusting, and I hated so much of it. So the fact that you got hard during it or even had a little twinge <laughs> is frightening. My pick this year is Dominant Daddy, Cal yep. from Euphoria. Mm -hmm. It's the best penis because it encapsulates what a penis is. It's just a fleshy thing that can go anywhere, literally anywhere. Would I put it where Cal did? Of course not. But who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? So for me, I just like by default, I picked the old dudes from Hereditary because like... Which one? I just kind of considered them a hive mind. You lumped the dicks together. Okay. Yeah. One one kind of like Tangela looking dick thing. You know what I'm talking about? The Pokemon Tangela? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. basically what it looks like. But yeah, I mean, Dominant Daddy is using his dick for evil. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't the hereditary guys too, though? No. Those dudes are just like, they're in a cult. Like, yeah. And, and that's not great. But they're just like living their bliss. It's just like, we don't need clothes anymore. I'm not like sending my dick to teens trying to get them to conv like, convince them so I could put my thumb in their mouth. I'm just like, this is this is me. I have my dick out and I just I'm I like that. I, that's what I want to be. That's what I strive to be when I am older of just like, I don't give a flying fuck. I'm going to be naked and everyone can fucking deal with it. Fair. Hashtag fair. <laughs> All right. Our next stat is our chat scores. So we only kind of included the chats that we disagreed on. There were actually quite a few this season that we, we yeah. agreed on. Of the nine chats that we disagreed on when we went to Instagram and posted asking for your opinion, Michael won three of them and I won six. What is wrong that with one you? like wasn't even close. What is no, wrong no, no. with you? Not no, you. No, no, no. You, don't the, you, the overarching don't, you. No, don't you blame the public. This is this is supposed to be the court of public opinion has spoken and you're the wrong one. Well, we'll see next year. I'm feeling good. I'm not because you like actively rail against all that is humane and good. So fair. <laughs> Best character. This one is 
I feel like going to be controversial. Oh, because it's dominant. No, it's not. Jesus No, it is going to be controversial, but it, it's because this person kind of started their time with us on the lower end of the spectrum and ended Ooh. it high. I'm saying Jamie Tart. Wow. I really liked Jamie Tart's character arc that we've seen it so far in the two seasons of Ted Lasso. I also enjoyed that even in the beginning when he was being an asshole, he was like a funny asshole. So it was like still kind of enjoyable comparative to Nate at the end, who's literally just a dick. So I, I think that with that and me like not hating him as as the more or less villain of season one, but also then coming into to season two and having him kind of develop and grow and becoming a, a nicer dude. Also, he just looks fucking fresh as hell all the time. So, yeah, Jamie Tart. Wow, I did not see that one coming. Biggest Golden Gorilla Penis surprise. Entimates. There were a lot of great characters this season. Personally, I think the hallmark of a great character is that they grow, like you said. I don't like the characters who are just these altruistic, perfect little bursts of rainbow. I want somebody who is rough around the edges, but deep down a good person. Somebody who can hold shit down, even though other characters might think they're a piece of poo-poo. Somebody who surprises, delights, and isn't afraid to drop an F-bomb or two. And for me... This year, it was Richie from The Bear. Oh, fuck that guy. I hated that guy. Nah, Carmi was in the running too, but I just gravitated toward Richie a little bit more because as great of a chef as Carmi is, Richie still held it down. He did some nefarious things to get the beef through COVID, and he definitely voted for Donald Trump, but anybody that can get stabbed in the butt and keep working because the business needs it, <laughs> I want him on my team, flat out. I mean, I guess. Also, I'll say Billy from Outer Range, played by Patrick from Schitt's Creek, who just sang everything, was a very close second for me. He was also very good. But uh, but Richie was my favorite character from the third season of The Center Cut. Bad answer. Bad answer. Bad no, answer. No, Richie rules. Next stats, we have the top three most downloaded chat episodes of season three. The number three most downloaded chat was our hereditary chat. Would you rather be in a nudist colony or live in a treehouse? Where we got your epic rant about your dad failing you, David. Oh, yeah, my dad. Still brings a tear to my eye every time I think about it. The number two most downloaded chat was our Ask Me Anything Part 3. And our number one most downloaded chat for Season 3 was our Outlander Season 4 chat. Who is the better daddy, Jamie or Frank? Outlander. Gotta love it. Worst character. As usual, I had plenty of pieces of scum to wade through this season. I wanted to share my nominees here. I think it's important. I have Nate from season two of Ted Lasso, fresh in the mind. Those despicable rapists from Outlander season four and five, Stephen Puddle of Mud Bonnet and Lionel, true to his poop-colored last name, Brown. We had Thomas the Dick Engine and Sour-Faced O'Brien from Downton Abbey. <laughs> Thomas the Dick Engine. I forgot about Thomas the Dick Engine. The four-year-old loud kid from A Quiet Place. The <laughs> idiot dancing friend from Singing in the Rain. And Max Mercer from Home Sweet Home Alone, that chunky good-for-nothing British twat. They were all rotten, rotten people, and they all deserve this award in their own right. Coming in a very close second is that slippery C-U-N-T O'Brien, but I gave this one to, block your ears, to that kid from the beginning of A Quiet Place, and <laughs> <laughs> my logic is that out of all of my nominees, he was able to make me hate him with the least amount of screen time. Which I dare say is impressive. I mean, your your hatred runs deep for that boy, and it burned with a white hot intensity just straight from the get go. Still it does took seconds of that child for you to hate him so very much. Yep. So that's why that's that was my logic. He made me hate him in a very short period of time. I also had Nate in my honorable mention season two. Nate specifically. One of my other honorable mentions was the parents from Hereditary mm. because 
they just didn't care about their demon daughter and like <laughs> come on like she slept in the treehouse and you don't even give a fuck she's talking about suicide and you're like come on we gotta go to a funeral <laughs> good parenting idiots no but my number one answer is Haley from aquamarine Ooh, wait is that the mermaid no it's uh what's her face jojo she's just a horny bully Aren't we all? She always convinces her, her friend to do terrible shit, and all she wants to do is bone that old lifeguard, and by the end, he's kind of into it, which makes it even worse. It's just she's the worst. It's disgusting, honestly. Yeah. That's it's not a bad pick, David. I'm surprised she wasn't in my nominees. Now, before we share the top five most downloaded episodes of season three over the next couple categories here, I wanted to share an interesting fact. Of the top 10 most downloaded episodes for season three, only one of them was a movie. Pee-wee's wow. Big Adventure with Matt Kelly. Pee-wee. All of the top five are TV shows. Yeah. And the number five most downloaded episode of season three was Downton Abbey series one. We still need to go back there. Mm. Best penis hidden. This one's a tough one. Uh, for me, it really comes down to like who's exuding the most BDE who's got that real big dick energy and i feel like that's got i mean it's got to be royal abbott from outer range mm, he does have some bd like, he's that's, that's older but he's like he took off his shirt a few times he like still buff he's a confident family man runs a farm he throws big stuff into a gaping hole <laughs> which just feels like it's got bde written all mm. over it so yep. I think I'm going to answer Royal Abbott here, but some of my honorable mentions that I think are important are Don from Singing in the Rain, Gene Kelly, and Chris Ophelios, obviously. <laughs> Love it. For obvious reasons. Yeah. This is always one of my favorite categories, if only because it makes me postulate about fictional men's prostates. I was able to narrow this down to two nominees. Just missing the cut was Jack Skellington, just logically. If your legs are 19 feet tall, just for sheer proportionate sake, you got to. Is there a bone in the bone? Could be. Could I don't be. think that. Well, no, like anatomy wise, I do not believe there is. Yeah, but this is not this is not real anatomy. Would he even have one or would he just have an empty pelvis? It's hidden. He doesn't have a dick. Jack Skellington doesn't have a dick. Well, he's not my pick. But even if it was larger, it'd be made out of clay. And if I know one thing, it's that you can't do anything with a clay penis. Too mushy. Unless you bake it and then let it set that's what i'm having for halloween next year baked jack skeleton cox what i don't know. so <laughs> <laughs> my pick for best penis hidden goes to peewee herman from peewee's big adventure wow 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 i can say with full certainty that peewee's peewee size is purely binary it is either extremely large or micro dick there is no way somebody can be that weird and childish and be packing an average size pork sword and because Paul Rubens was willing to whip that thing out and fondle it in a theater, there's no way it's a miniature. Why do you think he needs a special bike? Got to fit that hog in a special seat uh, compartment. Yeah, That's why. Like a special, like mm -hmm. a special kind of notch out of the seat. Yep. Pee Wee Herman, large cock. I highly doubt that you're wrong. <laughs> to have the sheer gravitas to be that character and make that like your life, you got to be confident in yourself. Plus, you saw the way he grabbed those snakes. Plus, everything in his life is comically large. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe he's just doing that because his hands are used to holding big things. Nailed it. So next, our fourth most downloaded episode for season three, we have season one of the 100. Mm. Mm hmm. 
didn't expect that one to be up there. I know that one was kind of a little a little surprised. Biggest sentiment surprise, most downloads. <laughs> the 100 season one. The bear, kitchen crew five. So for this category, if you remember prior seasons, we're gonna pick five characters that we would want in our kitchen if we were starting our own version of the beef. And obviously, we can't select any of the pre-existing bear characters because that would just be cheating. It's like, and it's the whole bear cast. (laughs) (laughs) So for my kitchen crew, first off, managing the rest of the crew to make sure everything's organized, nobody's stealing anything, and everybody keeps their shirt on. I went with Judge Reinhold as Brad from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yes, we did see him Mm -hmm. cook a little. He's got some experience. Next, Mm -hmm. naturally, there's a whole crew of the downstairs folk from Downton Abbey, and who better than that blind old coot herself, Mrs. Patmore? That's a good answer. Now, I just need someone who's going to just put his head down and cook, so I'm going to snag Batista from Army of the Dead. He was going to open up a lobster roll food truck, and we saw him in the first 15 as a line cook at some seedy diner, so he's got some food skills. He'll probably die if our kitchen gets overrun by an aging emo zombie, but I'll roll the dice on that one. For my fourth slot, I'm going to go with Athena, Mrs. Not Hot Hillary Swank from The Hunt. She knows how to cook a mean grilled cheese. And if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Grilled cheese sandwiches have given me more erections than watching sex scenes on TV. Fact. It's because most sex scenes on TV don't include people sticking their thumbs in other people's mouths. (laughs) Lastly, to round out the kitchen, it pains me to say this, but I'm going to go with Ted Lasso himself. He's going to motivate the heck out of the team. And his specialty will be biscuits. So we're going to have a mishmashed menu, grilled cheese, biscuits, some other weird shit. We're going to kick some ass, and I guarantee we won't be saving any money in tomato cans. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually have a few that overlap with yours. Ooh. Yeah, I um, my first pick was Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, I think the optimism and, and also, you know, we see on numerous occasions that he has kind of an unmatched ability to bake. Uh, definitely someone that you want to have in your kitchen and just keeping, keeping spirits high, keeping everyone on the same page. Yep. I'm going with Pee Wee Herman second. You know, he's got the imagination, the creativity to really, like, make some really innovative uh, and different things. Plus, he does a lot of weird shit that makes you basically think that he has superpowers. He can just kind of, like, manifest things into existence and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's good to have. Plus, he just likes to make everything huge. And who doesn't love a lot of food when you order, you know? True. Next, I'm going to pick Lee Abbott. And here's my reasoning is that based on the people I've chosen so far, it's going to be very loud in the back of my kitchen. (laughs) Just outrageously loud. So I need to offset that with someone who just doesn't speak. But also, I think that he's obviously going to have the ability to kind of make a meal out of anything based on what we have, because, you know, we probably had to throw away for no good reason, 100 cans of tomatoes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then my last two overlap with you. I'm going with Scott Ward Batista pre-zombification from Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. He defeats a bunch of zombies and then opens a diner. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do now. <laughs> uh, so obviously he he knows what he's doing. And my last pick is, is Athena pre-death as well. Athena. Yeah. That grilled cheese she's making at the end. It is inspired. Yeah. And I uh, I want that kind of creativity and inspiration on my team. We overlap three, three of the of five. Yeah. The number three most downloaded episode for season three was Bridgerton season two. And Bridgerton season one was the third most downloaded episode of our second season. So I'm sensing a trend with Bridgerton. Bridgerton likes to be third, but not first. (laughs) Good job, Bridgerton. Best chat. I'm going to go with our quiet place chat. Mm -hmm. Lee Abbott versus Jim Halpert. 
I was really happy that both of us were able to confirm with each other that Jim Halpert is a piece of human garbage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he is the villain of the office. Mm-hmm. And we just got to like rag on him for 30 minutes and it was, it was fun. Everyone needs to know that Jim is not the best. He's the worst. Yeah. That's one of my biggest surprises. I didn't pick it as my biggest chat surprise, but I, it was up there that, that you actually agreed with me and, and that he sucks. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I really think there were a lot of great chats this year, but even though it's not one of the most downloaded chats, it's actually one of the least downloaded chats of the season. Y'all sleeping on the Army of the Dead chat where we debated fighting a zombie or giving a strange man roadhead. Mm. I think that shit belongs in the pantheons of all time best center cut episodes, even though it's only a chat and not our main course. It's that good. Some very good thought provoking questions in that one for sure. And I would also just add that I personally like that we did chats a little differently this season and they weren't always just a would you rather like the drafts the lists sometimes it's just fun to have some connection to the prior media without having so many damn rules yeah i like it like the witcher one where we just did three questions yeah we answered and stuff like that yeah yeah Yeah. good stuff but zombie versus road beach best chat that was a good one for sure next we move on to our second most downloaded main episode as michael said these are all tv shows going forward we have outlander season four outlander always comes in hot Always. Yeah. And uh, it was actually only one more download than Bridgerton season two. Whew. Close. Close call. Close call there. Biggest chat surprise. My biggest chat surprise is from our outer range chat about riding a bull once a week versus being in a bar fight once a year. And it's the fact that 79% of you chuckle fucks would rather die in a stinky, stinky, damp bar. It is beyond my comprehension. And frankly, I'm mad I even brought it up again. It's some bullshit. My biggest chat surprise is our outer range chat. (laughs) And the reason it is, is because what's most surprising to me is how you think that riding a bull, it could somehow be safer than bar fights. And not only are they safer, but you would be willing to do them so many more times in order to avoid getting in a fight and obviously our listeners have agreed with me and they understand that you are an absolute idiot and i know that you're a relatively smart person so this one in particular just completely caught me off guard because and it's just so ridiculous i can't believe my new biggest surprise is the fact that michael is surprised that (laughs) Our listeners agreed with me on this one. All right. Our number one most downloaded episode of season three of the center cut. It only came out less than two months ago. Ted Lasso season one. Wow. We appreciate the Lasso community. Not my favorite show, but I see some of the merit and God damn if almost every character isn't lovable. Yeah, it's a great show. I I love the show and I understand why it's up there and love the community coming out and supporting us. Ted Lasso season one, most downloaded episode. Most likely to watch the middle TV. Stay on the Let Ted Lasso train season two. The reason I say season two is because I was going to go back and watch season one. I actually started doing it before we decided to do season two. Since we went back and covered season one, I won't use that answer. So season two, absolutely getting after it. I do enjoy Ted Lasso very much. And hopefully Jason Sudeikis will get his shit together, get a season three out for us to to enjoy and for us to cover. Okay. 
I was able to narrow this down to two TV shows, the two that I gave seven out of seven for Center Counts to, Outer Range and The Bear, neck and neck. Both are coming back for season two, and I immediately watched the middle of these as soon as we were done recording. And I am going to break the rule here. I am splitting my award. It happens. If the NFL can name co-MVPs, we can be co-hosts. You can't. I can no. have co-winners. No. Seven out of seven. You can't. you can't split the penis. Sure can. Nope. Outer Range is a spiritual successor to the mystery box. In this case, mystery hole shit that I love from Lost. And The Bear is just the most stressful comedy drama you'll ever see. And it has no right to be because it's literally just about a hole in the wall sandwich shop. Not a comedy. I'm just so happy to be living in a time with prestige TV and not having to just watch like fucking Howdy Doody over and over again because there's only three shows that exist. The 1950s through 1990s TV had like eight good shows total. And now I struggle to even be able to keep up with all the excellent shows that pop up. It's wild. It's wild. I'm happy to live in it. But my award goes to both The Bear and Outer Range. Fight me. I will, because that's bullshit. That's not how any of this works. Most likely to watch the middle movie. I checked my notes, and I did not actually go back and watch the middle of any movie from season three. I was going to say, see, our movie selection wasn't great this year, guys. Yeah, not one of them. When you go through the list of them, it's like, "Mm, I don't know about any of these. Not one movie. There were a few that I meant to go back and watch, but having a toddler is, is a busy life, man. If I didn't have to spend another $3 and rent them and I had more time, I'd probably go back and watch most of them. At least Nightmare Before Christmas, The Hunt, A Quiet Place, Hereditary, Pee-wee. But the one that I went with, which I was very close to ponying up and buying again, renting for 3 bucks. surprisingly, this, this is kind of a surprise to me, was Mr. Nobody, which we had covered with comedian Aunt Perez. Oh, it's just because it's like timey travel. and you Yeah, I don't know it. what it was. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was. It's I like know. You, just, you get a hard-on for guys' fingers in girls' mouths and time travel. You say that, but I'm not, a, I'm not the world's biggest Outlander fan. So That's because there's barely any time travel in Outlander. Are you kidding me? It's literally all about time travel. <laughs> yeah, but they only, they only actually travel like once a fucking season, if that. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I just I thought the end of that movie was actually quite good. And frankly, like anytime you can do like life sprawling mega film like Boyhood from a few years ago, I'm hooked. So, yeah, I'm probably actually going to go back and watch that at some point. Uh, Mr. Nobody, most likely to watch the middle. Comparing the ingenuity of Boyhood and them putting a bunch of wrinkles on Jared Leto and him going, ah, 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 is not the same. (laughs) Not even close to the same thing. And I'm angry that you compare them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, not a lot of super great movies, especially not a lot of movies that were really up my alley. Not a huge horror person. So that immediately eliminated a good chunk of them. It's just not my thing. A lot of people are into it and that's perfectly fine. If that's your, your jam, I don't understand it, but enjoy. But yeah, that kind of eliminated a lot. So my main answer would have been singing in the rain Hmm. if we hadn't watched the middle with no sound. (laughs) If I'm going to go, technically this category is watching the middle. We've already watched the middle of that one. Yeah. It would just be me going back to watch the middle with sound, which wouldn't be terrible, but wouldn't be great. So uh, my next pick, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm, Okay. It's just like a kind of one of those, the feel good, uh, amusing movies that are entertaining to watch. Pee-wee, if nothing else, is entertaining. It's just something that I would be willing to devote my time to that isn't weird sex cults or naked people in a treehouse, you know? 
Fair point. Hashtag fair. <laughs> that wraps up our Golden Gorilla Penises. Thank you all for making season three of our asinine show another success. We 100% could not have done it without all of you. And we went into season three with the goal of having a guest for every single one of our movie episodes. And gosh darn it, we did it. We did it. We owe a great deal of gratitude to everybody that spent their time creating questions and putting up with my fascist emails and Instagram DMs. Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Steph and Ratch aren't funny, though they are. Voice actor, model, and friend, Nate Haskell. Punning linguists, going terribly podcast. Tyler from the Inner Idiot podcast. All around great person and friend, Kay from Unearth Gems pod. Comedian, Aunt Perez. The lovely ladies over at Two Salty Broads podcast. Marcus and Nick from Now Try This, our good friend and logo maker, Cindy, and perhaps most importantly, our two returning guests, Mr. Chris Fafalius of the band Punchline and the One Hit Thunder podcast, and our podsters in crime, Jasmine and Mel's from Damn Fine TV. We love all of you, and also, you're welcome, because we're pretty cool to hang out with, too. And true. lastly, to Ashley and Emily, thank you, as always, for lending your voices to this episode for also helping us ring in the holidays last year as guests for our Christmas episode and over everything being supportive, beautiful, mostly quiet when we need to record wives, mostly quiet. We definitely could not have done this thing without you, but we could have done it quieter. Is what <laughs> Michael is saying, but again, thank you. We're excited to wrap this thing up and start to work on season four where you'll hopefully be along for the ride yet again. It's going to be exciting. We going rod, 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 rod. Good night and good watching.